0: If you're burned out, try to take action. And I know it may not be easy to start that on day one as soon as you feel it, but I'm here to tell you that action is the best thing for you. And even if you don't take action today after hearing it from me, I'm gonna say it so that at some point, you know, this clip is gonna play in your mind to to take the action that you know you need to. Welcome to the Direct Cremation Podcast with your hosts, Tyler Yamasaki and Will DeMichaelis. Hi, and thank you for joining us on the Direct Cremation Podcast. I'm your host, Will DeMichlis, death care consultant and former manager of the Omega Society, a large cremation brand that served over 4,500 families a year. Again, you'll notice today I'm by myself with no Tyler. So if you're out there as a loyal listener, give Tyler a shout out. We miss him. Today I'm going to do a part two episode for self-care. In the last episode, the first part of the self-care series, I talked about a lot of workplace burnout issues, uh, causes of workplace burnout, symptoms of workplace burnout, uh, things like that. And in this episode, I wanted to kind of finish out and flush out all the thoughts on burnout in the industry um, and really round out the discussion and topics of what the Mayo Clinic discusses on their website about how to handle job burnout and what the potential consequences of the burnout may be. So I think we did a really good job in part one setting up how burnout occurs in the workplace and specifically tying that in with how emotional death care as an industry is itself and how that can take a more acute form with people in uh, the funeral service industry. So I kind of want to pick up where we left off and talk about some of the risk factors for burnout in this profession and in general. And if you're listening to this and this resonates with you and has resonated with you for months or even years at your job, then it might be time to reevaluate or talk with your manager or supervisor about uh, what's going on. Um, and not holding it in. So really, this podcast is meant to give you permission to think about these questions for yourself. Think about these questions of burnout for yourself and maybe with your team and maybe taking an honest assessment to see if you're really feeling the the strain of workplace burnout because you're not alone. So let's let's jump in here. Job burnout risk factors. So the following may contribute to your burnout in the workplace. If you have a heavy workload or long work hours or unpredictable work hours, this might contribute to, to burnout. I can really see this applying to you know people taking weekend phones or overnight phones for their company and maybe not getting enough time to recuperate after taking overnight phones or phones for the weekend for their company. And if you're working nine to five Monday through Friday, And then you're getting the phones forwarded to you for Saturday and Sunday, maybe to even Monday morning. And then you got to get up and go to work on that Monday. That's going to burn you out really, really quickly and understandably so. So if you're in that boat, and I know people who've been in that boat, and it's tough. So something to think about if you're doing that. And if you've been doing that for a long time, it's understandable if you're kind of not able to recuperate as quickly or haven't gotten a chance to recuperate if you have or struggle with a work life balance you know if you're constantly taking your home work home with you when it's not your responsibility or if you're taking the work home with you at every hour of every day of every night and not getting the help you need so that you can take a little time off for yourself and recuperate even if it's just a little bit if that's you then you know my heart and soul goes out to you if you're doing this good work for families who are grieving and it's uh, having a deleterious effect on your life. You know, I, I feel for you and uh, I want to support you. So I hope this this helps you a bit or at least lets you know you're not alone. Another burnout risk factor that Mayo Clinic addresses and that I want to dive into is a huge risk factor for burnout is if you work in a helping profession such as healthcare. So we're not in healthcare. However, we're very close to it. And we deal with a lot of the same type of Traumatic responses as those who are dealing with a health crisis deal. And oftentimes we are dealing with a health crisis when we're dealing with a family who's just uh, experienced loss. So this is us. We are in a helping profession. I don't think I need to, you know, dive in too deeply on that. But if you're in this industry, you know, we are in a helping profession, just like hospice and the like. So with that, I think that it's very easy to get burned out because you are taking on so many other people's emotions as part of your work. And I think we know that intuitively in our industry. And I think it's good to bring out into the open and give ourselves a little extra slack. Because if those, if people are working regular corporate laptop jobs or work from home jobs and they're getting burned out. It's really reasonable for those of us in the funeral service profession who are dealing with constant family issues, conflict resolution, loss, grief, trauma, result of poor family relationships, or even just any type of sad situation, which is what we deal with on an everyday basis. You know, this is going to affect you more, and especially as a worker who's been called to this industry, you're generally a more empathetic and compassionate person, and this is leads into what healthcare professionals and death care professionals call compassion fatigue. Your nine-to-five job is determined by your ability and capacity to deploy compassion and empathy for those you're serving, and that is exhausting, to say the least. I'm sure there are other words for it, and you can tell me in the comments what other words you have for it, but I can think of exhausting as a pretty good, all-encompassing word, but if you have others, throw them in the comments. Lastly, for risk factor for burnout... You feel that you have little or no control over your work. So this kind of dovetails and it can be coupled with one of the things I mentioned in part one, where you have a lack of control over your job expectations or unclear job expectations. I think this really couples nicely into that section of part one for possible causes of burnout. So these risk factors, if you feel that you have little or no control over your work, this is going to cause you to spiral unnecessarily. I can speak from personal experience that it is a brutal environment to try to work under and achieve under. So, if you're going through that or have management or supervisors that make you feel that you have little or no control over your work, whether it's because of micromanaging or unnecessary meetings or poor operating procedures that you feel kind of debilitate your ability to do good work, then I can really feel that that is going to have a effect on you over time. And it just depends on how you are as a person, see how long you can kind of really live with that. And if you can even thrive through that type of environment, because I know that I can't, um, and most people can't. So if you're feeling that, uh, lack of expectations or lack of control over your work, or you're getting, you know, super micromanaged, um, that is, that is a tough situation. And I just want you to know that it's not normal to have to deal with that and you need to take care of yourself. Uh, this is my that's my prescription for you funeral service pros out there who are getting enough R&R uh, consequences of job burnout. So I think if you're going through job burnout, you know the consequences of job burnout because you're probably feeling them right now. Some of those things are very serious consequences and left unaddressed. Some of them can really cause issues for you health wise. So don't leave them unaddressed. Don't ignore them. Take care of them, whether it's through your medical doctor or a mental health professional. Seek help, seek community, seek support. Um, you always have us here on the podcast to shoot it straight with you. So, if you want to get in touch with me, happy to to talk with you. Uh, you're not alone in this profession. There's a lot of us going through the same thing every single day. And part of our mission on Direct Cremation Podcast is not only to help those with business development in the industry, but also really talk frankly, about the industry and what the problems are that are specific to our industry and the workforce that we're meant to lead and the families that we're meant to help with that workforce. So I think just bringing all these things out into the open and being transparent about them is the best way to address them. So um, what are some consequences of job burnout? So excessive stress, fatigue, and insomnia. Those are the first three listed here. And I, excessive stress and fatigue and insomnia, that excessive stress is can lead to like chronic anxiety. You know, you basically put your body into that fight or flight mode perpetually because you're constantly on edge, whether it's answering emails or answering the phone or helping the next family or responding to your team. Or if you have lack of clarity on your job scope or your works particularly, you could just be stressing out because of the unknown ask that your manager might ask you, you know, at the last two hours of the day, something that you weren't expecting to do, but they constantly try to get as much out of you as they can. And you know that it's coming. So you live in constant fear that some ad hoc responsibility or task is going to be thrown on your plate in the morning or at the end of the day or five o'clock on a Friday, things like that. So be aware of those things and how they wear on you. Fatigue and insomnia, you know, if you're bringing home complicated family situations, uh, difficult conflicts that you've had to deal with maybe among your own team members or with families, bringing that home can really wear on your energy levels and maybe even affect your sleep. And you're not going to come to the office 100% if you're chronically fatigued or not getting good rest at night. So be sure to take care of yourself. And something that I've done in more recent months is and this, this would require you not to be on call and have clear expectations of, of what you're responsible for, but don't check your email. Don't check your work email before like more than an hour before you go to bed and try not to look at your phone screen at all an hour before bed. Um, this is gonna really help your brain calm down and get ready for sleep and get you into deep sleep faster, help you recuperate so that you can wake up more refreshed the next day. I found that it works for me, but, you know, you may be different and uh, you may fall right asleep after being on TikTok for an hour. So if that's you, kudos to you. But uh, the research generally shows that your brain is able to calm down if you don't look at a screen, you know, about an hour before you go to bed. So take it, leave it, you know, let me know if you do it. And if you find any success or I'm completely wrong, you know, let me know in the comments. What are some other consequences of burnout? Sadness, anger, or irritability. I've been there. I'm sure we all have. You know, you get things thrown on your plate and you're burned out and it's more than you can chew and you're forced to bite it off. That can leave someone sad, angry, or irritable. So I'm with you if that's you. Alcohol or substance misuse. Uh, This is an important one. I want to delve into this one because we're coming off COVID pandemic. And I don't know wherever you are in your funeral service career or location. I can speak from personal experience that the COVID pandemic, in my eyes, anecdotally, so don't take it to the bank, do a study on it later uh, and let me know, but I found in my experience that uh, a lot of people were dying deaths of despair during the pandemic, which I would qualify as unnecessary deaths and deaths that were self-inflicted, whether that be uh, accidental overdose or accidental suicide or purposeful suicide things like that. Or I found that those increased over the pandemic years. And for me, I kind of reasoned it through by saying that, you know, we're going through a bit of a mental health crisis as a country in a pretty traumatic time as a country. So it's reasonable to expect some portion of the population to unfortunately meet their demise because of extenuating traumatic circumstances and stressful circumstances on the macro level. And some people may manifest their fear or anxiety into substance or alcohol misuse. So that really saddened me throughout the pandemic. And I think it's really good to bring up in our industry to understand that you're a human being as well who has to cope and help others manage their stress during traumatic times and through times of grief. And I know that that can be hard on somebody I know from what I've experienced in the industry, there is a pretty good drinking culture in funeral service. You know, you go to the uh, conventions. I haven't really been to many, but what I hear from other people who go to a bunch of them is that a lot of it is drinking and uh, carrying on, having fun after. So if you can do that in good fun and keep it in moderation, all power to you. But if you find yourself, you know, needing to pick up scotch or, you know, do drugs after your workday because you can't handle the emotional take exhaustion that comes with it you know that's something to really think of and see if you're really made for this industry so just something to think about take it or leave it call me an idiot it's all good uh let's see what else we got we all uh job burnout can really cause disease in your body the word disease is dis-ease so when if your body is in constant fight or flight it can just put pressure on your organs and and your entire body infrastructure and may cause things not to work as well as they should so beware of, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure or vulnerability to other stress-induced illnesses. You know, really got to worry about your heart. So, you know, just keep that in mind when getting stressed or anxious about your burnout or the job itself. I think it's good to understand that as someone who works with death and dying every day, I don't think it's something that any of us in the industry or otherwise really wants to meet our maker any sooner than we have to. So kind of take your own advice and try to mitigate and lower the stress overall for yourself. And I think that can help with your longevity in this career or in life in general and any other career you may choose to go into. So I think that's really good to understand those consequences of job burnout. And with the framing in episode one of causes and then kind of setting it up here with other consequences, it leads us to some potential solutions for handling job burnout. So I want to spend the last half of this episode going over some of those ways to handle your job burnout so that you can feel like you actually have a toolkit to not suffer from this onslaught of anxiety that you may be going through. So I want to try to give you some tools to help with it as well. So if you're burned out, try to take action. And I know it may not be easy to start that on day one. As soon as you feel it, but I'm here to tell you that action is the best thing for you. And even if you don't take action today after hearing it from me, I'm going to say it so that at some point, you know, this clip is going to play in your mind to, to take the action that you know you need to. So to take action, you might want to just evaluate your options first. Maybe you talk to your spouse or someone that, that knows you really well about the situation and see if they have a good solution for you. Or maybe they can help you frame the conversation to your manager or supervisor, and which may give you more confidence to actually bring this issue up with your manager or supervisor. And hopefully, if you can do that productively, then you can work out a change of expectations or reach compromises or other solutions to make you feel that you've been uh, taken care of and at least acknowledged in your your burnout and come together with a plan to get you back on track because it's in your manager's best interest to have you 100% at the office and not just constantly making you pour water from an empty cup. So, and then here what else we got? We got seek support. So, I think that kind of goes into what I was talking about with finding someone that cares about you, wants you to make the right decision, it has your best interest in mind, and that may be friends, loved ones, other support systems that you have, coworkers that that you feel comfortable talking to about this. If there's any type of employee assistance program, take advantage of any relevant services uh, that they may offer when it comes to therapy or online therapy or any other anxiety mitigating services that they may offer for free. Get some exercise and get some sleep. So we talked about this earlier. It's important to you know put your body under physical stress. It helps release endorphins and makes your body run smoother. Overall, it'll lower your stress levels throughout the rest of your day and in general. So something to keep in mind as kind of an overarching, consistent way to kind of keep stress low is just getting good sleep and exercise. Try a relaxing activity. This is something that I really leaned into myself, and I'm happy to talk to anybody about this in a greater depth if they're interested. Relaxing activities are Great for me. I find that it helps me stay present and think clearly. And usually, there are some methods, especially with breath work, which I like to use—a way to really snap back to reality um, and reduce stress in, you know, a minute or two. And it can change the out- your entire outlook on the entire day, and that's huge. And it was huge for me. So. If you want more resources on meditation, let me know in the comments. I'll probably do an entire video on what I use for myself. I think it would help a lot of people in funeral service who are looking for something to lower their stress levels and lower their blood pressure when it boils at the office. So, happy to do that for everybody. And lastly, mindfulness. Mindfulness really kind of dovetails on my selection of relaxing activities. It's the practice of focusing on your breath flow and being Uh, really aware of the present moment and using your breath to kind of get that awareness and build that awareness within you. And I found in the last two years that that has helped me unbelievably with this type of work. It allows me to get centered quickly. And I have a protocol for myself that I like to use that really takes less than 10 minutes. And I feel like a brand new person after it. So I'll probably be sharing that with you in another video. I'm no expert I'm no medical expert or breath expert. I'm just going to share with you videos and other creators that I've learned from and whose uh, videos have helped me. So I want to share that with you guys in this industry because I don't think it's too shared in this industry. I don't think it's that really gotten that much reach in this industry, but I'm going to try to kind of support that mindfulness movement and the meditation and breath work and yoga as Kind of foundational ways that you can you know keep your stress levels low and uh, manage your recuperation mentally and physically. Uh, so th- those are really all the th- ways to handle that burnout. So evaluate your options, seek support, try a relaxing activity, make sure you're getting some exercise, make sure you're getting good sleep, and uh, find a protocol that works for you to be mindful and get yourself present and not. Uh, anxiously thinking about the the future and things that you can't control. So yeah, uh, let us, let me know what you think of the episode. I'm trying to do something a little bit uh, more, I'd say useful, um, but kind of under not, not talked about too much uh, really ways that you can help yourself uh, bring your a game to your work every single day. Cause I know it's not easy for us again. Just want to let you know how I appreciate everybody in this profession and what you're doing for families out there who are grieving and and needs a shoulder to cry on. So the least I can do is try to show you a few things that I've used myself and what the experts say on how to manage that stress for yourself. So uh, I hope this helps and I hope you find it useful. See you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you ever want to know more, please find us at directcremation.com.